Welcome to the Autistic Self Advocast, brought to you by the Autistic Self Advocacy Network of Australia and New Zealand. Hello, my name is Catherine Anir, your host for the Autistic Self Advocast. Today we celebrate Autistic Pride Day and welcome Autistic Self Advocate Shadia Hancock. Hello. Shadia Hancock, who is 19 years of age, who is a young autistic self-advocate and runs her own self-advocacy business, Autism Actually, and has been doing self-advocacy since high school. A rising star of the autism self-advocacy movement and also someone that we can rely on in the future because some of us are getting a bit older. So um, welcome, Shadia, and if you just want to tell us a little bit about how you got into self-advocacy, that would be great. Yeah, sure. Thanks for having me um, on the show, Catherine. Um, I guess I first got into self-advocacy when I started seeing some other autistic people speak. Um, When I was about the age of 13, my mum took me to see this autistic um, adult speak at a school workshop and I was able to meet up with him after and talk about some of the work he was doing and I guess this kind of inspired me to look at doing something similar for myself particularly because at that time I was experiencing things like bullying and really struggling with my autistic identity. I then had the fortunate opportunity to meet some amazing autistic self-advocates which was organised through my mum and a friend of hers Um, And they were all um, from different backgrounds. They had varying support needs and they just helped me in forming a positive autistic identity and also feeling proud of being different, which is something that I hadn't really been exposed to yet. So um, after that, I was really passionate in helping my teachers understand more about the autistic experience. So then I gave a um, professional development for my teachers um, after school one day and then my entrepreneurship teacher at the time suggested to me to make this into a business because he felt that it would be helpful for teachers and parents and um, a variety of people in the community to hear from the autistic perspective. So that started when I was about 15 years old um, and I've continued ever since. It's been an amazing journey so far. I can't wait to see what the future brings. It seems like a fantastic journey and I really wish that I, at 13, had had the opportunity to meet older autistic people, to meet people like myself. But, of course, when I was 13, uh, it was during the 1980s and they didn't really think that a person like me could be on the autism spectrum. So I didn't have a diagnosis back then, but... I really think that if I did, I really would have benefited from learning from older autistic advocates. Um, So I guess another question would be to you, in what ways have you directly benefited from, say, mentoring or older autistic advocates showing you the way? Well, I know that even before I was aware of being autistic, so let's say even toddler age, 
my mother read a lot um, of perspectives from autistic adults and um, autobiographies and blog posts and things. So even before I was able to start articulating myself in that way, it was already influencing my upbringing and, you know, what pathways we went down in terms of support and things like that. And um, as I said, I found out about my autism at the age of eight. So I actually looked um, at the word autism on a notice board or something in, in the computer club that I was a part of because my primary school had a sort of, um, a, what would you call it, sort of a support group for autistic students. So we had our own program that we'd go through. Um, and then I'd, I'd kind of connected the dots that it must be something to do with myself and my friends. So I asked my mum whether they were autistic and then whether I was autistic and she replied yes. Um, but, yeah, particularly when I was 13, I started wanting to learn more about what the diagnosis meant and how this made me different to other people, um, particularly when I was going through some negative times and being able to just hear about the experiences of autistic adults who'd already gone through something similar to me or even ones like yourself, Catherine, who maybe have been in a different era um, and how they kind of coped with those struggles and also learn to thrive as adults. And I think it just gave me that hope that I could be successful and to advocate for a, a change in the world. Um, and I think before I was able to articulate and reflect like I am now, it was great being able to put words to my experiences and just go, oh, they went through that too. Oh, okay, so I'm not alone in this. It's not something that's wrong with me or abnormal. It's part of the autistic experience. So I think that that's been really powerful in the way that not only am I view myself but other people with differences as well. So at what age do you think young people should start learning about their diagnosis? I personally think as soon as possible. I mean, um, I know that, um, well, I was diagnosed quite early. So I was diagnosed at the age of three, which... It was pretty amazing because I my profile is a bit difficult to kind of pick up, but I had some sort of gross motor issues that kind of suggested that my development was different. Um, but I think having a parent that kind of was honest with me from the get-go was really helpful, and I think being able to tie into supports to help me feel positive about myself was really vital. I know that with some of my friends who have been late diagnosed, so maybe as, you know, older children or even teenagers, they've had a lot of issues with reconciling their autistic identity and um, it's kind of getting through that mask that they've built um, around being autistic. Um, and I think it's really important that even children can understand that being different is not wrong. It's not, you know, we're not disordered, we're not, you know, abnormal it's just it difference is something to celebrate and something that we should all embrace um, as a community so I think the sooner the better really. So I was diagnosed at the age of 30 um, and that was a relief for me and I'd kind of suspected for at least five years before that that I was autistic um, and I experienced a whole range of emotions and I expect that everybody will when they find out about their diagnosis, whether they're five or 55, 
it's a whole lot to process Mm. but I really think it helps to have a community around you that's going to help you process that um emotion as well as find out more about yourself so um what we're aiming to do with this podcast the autistic self advocast and some new resources is to really give people what it's an idea of what it's like to be part of the autistic community but also an idea of how to self advocate and what you can do to speak up for yourself and other people so i'm wondering what you think are like the key things that people should know about self-advocacy? Sure. Um, I think anyone has the ability to self-advocate and it can come in a variety of forms, really. It doesn't always have to be speaking in front of a large audience of people. It can be something as simple as sharing a, an insight on you know in a piece of writing or even telling your friends more about your experiences educating the people around you um, learning how to access support um, I think all those sorts of things can be really powerful forms of self-advocacy and even though you might not think that's a lot who knows how that will influence the other person and how they treat autistic and disabled people in the future so I think Um, The trick with self-advocacy is if you're going through something, I think the the main thing is try and find a community where you feel supported and I think having access to those communities is empowering um, so then you're not having to kind of soldier through things alone. Um, I think that, yeah, learning how to self-advocate is a really important skill and it is something that, I've found that I've had to continue to do throughout my life past school. So I think it's a really vital skill to have. And the more resources out there to help sort of each other, the better. And I know that um, as we were talking about autistic adults before, they've helped me learn to self-advocate and the kinds of sort of actions I can take to stand up for myself and learn how to communicate my needs to other people. I think it's really important. Yeah, I think a lot of it is about knowing what your needs are, knowing what your rights are and asking people to meet your needs and to uphold your rights. Um, But also, like you say, being supported by a community of people because you don't want to feel alone or lonely in doing that. And I think um, we're lucky, fortunate, in this day and age to have the internet to connect via and to form groups of self-advocates who um, meet across Australia and across the world and support each other to sort of meet our mutual goals but also support each other with individual issues like how do I go about talking to my doctor about this or how Mm. do I go about... um, getting some support to get onto the NDIS in Australia or how do I go about, you know, asking or telling my parents something about autism that they may not know or talking through an issue that they may not understand. So that community of support is what we're hoping to build more of um, Mm. through this podcast and through our self-advocacy project. So 
Do you have any, I guess, final top tips for people wanting to speak up for themselves? I think the main thing is that you don't have to do it alone. I mean, we've got a whole community out there and lots of resources. And as you say, the beauty of the internet has made it a lot more accessible. So if you're not comfortable or don't have the energy to say, try and explain something about autism to someone, you could find a blog post sort of articulating your thoughts. I've done that before. I've got sort of a repository of resources I refer people on to. Um, and I think it's important to respect that, that you don't necessarily have to take it upon yourself to educate um, people yourself and that there is a network that you can use for resources and guidance. And I think also, I think it's important to also respect your own journey and, you know, if it's getting too much for you or you're not quite comfortable sharing a particular experience that you have, it's okay to admit that and it's okay to refer people on to other resources because I think forcing yourself to kind of exhaust yourself for the sake of advocacy is not healthy for you and, you know, it could lead to things like burnout. Um, but I think like we were talking about before, anyone has the ability to self-advocate and the more voices we have in the community, um, the better, because, of course, autism is a massive spectrum. So I believe every perspective is beneficial and it can help all of us learn more. Um, and I think definitely linking in with autistic adults or older autistic people who might have slightly different experiences, they might have gone through a similar situation and have some advice for you. So, yeah, definitely um, investigate what resources are out there and how others can support you um, and, and have a good support network, you know, not, not just autistic people but other non-autistic people that you might trust too. Um, it can be really helpful. Yep, I think that knowing who our allies are and who we can turn to in our, our own circle of support is really important. Um, and hopefully people can come by the Autistic Self Advocacy Network in Australia and New Zealand and sort of see the resources we're producing. In future, we will be looking for a co-design team to help us with the resources. So look out for an announcement around a co-design team, which means that uh, basically autistic people will be working with our autistic people because we're all autistic too, to design the self-advocacy resources and get them out into the community. I really want to thank you for your time today and your insight into self-advocacy and your own journey and thank you for being our number one inaugural guest on our podcast, The Autistic Self-Advocast. Thank you so much. Thank you very much for having me, Catherine. It's been a pleasure.